everyone. Welcome to another episode of Orange Juice Optional. And of course, I'm here with Suzanne. Hey, Suzanne. (laughs) Good morning, Michelle. I'm laughing because I'm sitting here waiting for your introduction and I realized, oh, I'm still wearing my mask. So then I tried to take off my mask and it got tangled in my earplugs or my earphones. (laughs) So I'm kind of a mess here right now. All sorts of complications, but you (laughs) don't have to wear a mask when we're recording across the internet. I know, but I've just gotten so used to wearing my mask and I usually have it down around my chin just so I can pull it up. Yeah. And I um, was realizing, why is it so... (laughs) I realized I had my mask on. So anyway, mask is gone. We can move on. Okay. Well, as we move on, there are a couple of things I'd like to share here. First of all, we just spent last weekend together. And so today... The champagne is optional because I have to give my liver time to recover. So it's just orange juice this morning. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have to agree. It was um, it was a fun weekend. It was fun to finally get back together and spend a full weekend together. Good times. Yeah, and watch basketball yeah. and just celebrate life. I know. Enjoy the sunny weather. We had a couple of really nice days. Yes. And it was always an adventure when you and Jeff were around, mostly Jeff, because you know Jeff. (laughs) We all know Jeff. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny in that we should share the fact that when we were together this past weekend, we had planned to record an episode. We weren't going to record over the internet. However, we both agreed that we forgot the technology (laughs) on how to do it when we're in person. So we put it off. And it's so much easier to do it this way over the internet. And But I have a question for you because when we left you, you and Rob had plans to go back to Alaska for a week. And I know just because I talked to you earlier that you are actually not in Alaska. So tell me what happened. Rob and I had a flight scheduled back to Alaska. This time I had completely committed. My bags were packed. We were in Vegas. We were going to spend the night and get up and go to the airport in the morning. So we get ready to go to dinner and we get a notice from the airlines that they have canceled our flight between Vegas and Seattle. So no chance of getting out that next morning to go to Anchorage. They did book us on flights that evening. I think they departed at 520 because they put Rob on a flight through Seattle and me on a flight through LA. Like, why would they do that? (laughs) It is. It's beyond me. It is beyond why they would do that. (laughs) Yeah. Very perplexing. Same last name. We're sitting together and one of us is going to LA and the other is going to Seattle. So we were both really frustrated. I was frustrated because I was only going to be up there for a week. So I decided I'm just going to call it and just stay in Arizona. And Rob got frustrated and decided that he would just come back to Arizona, regroup, and he'll fly out next week. But anyhow, we're still in Vegas. We still have this dinner. We're at a nice hotel in Vegas. The next morning, we get up to load the car with our bags. And again, we were planning on traveling home, so our bags were not light. I walk into the parking garage. Rob is with me. And from the corner, I see this man who is far away enough that you don't know what he's going to do, but I knew instantly that this was going to be trouble. Oh, no. I needed to look for my exits. And sure enough, he walks up 
to the car next to us and says, this is my car right here. It was a little red car. And my keys and my phone, I've locked in this car and I need to get into this car. Do you have a hanger or something <gasps> in your luggage that you can give me oh. so I can just get this window down a little bit? And I'm looking at him and he goes, and I've already asked security, but security says they won't help me. So I need you to help me. And at that point, I'm kind of panicked. I, I know I watch a lot of true crime and I listen to a lot of true crime <laughs> right. podcasts, but I'm thinking as soon as, well, A, we weren't going to give him a hanger, but I'm thinking, what if we did go into our bags to get him something and he knocked us out or he shot us or something like that? But, you know, we were trying, we're like, no, no, we don't really have any hangers with us or anything. And I think you should call a cab company or do something else. And who even knows it was if it was his car? It could have been some like car he was trying to steal and he was trying to make us an accomplice. But it was very uncomfortable. It was very tense and scary. I was watching my husband, making sure he didn't get too close. I'm trying to jam the bags into our car. So if I have to shut it and run, <laughs> oh, no. I didn't know what to do. It was really scary. Well, so tell me, was was Rob's radar up as well? Was he nervous? His radar was up as well, but he is a cool as a cucumber type of person. And so I am sure he was mentally going through everything as much as he was physically getting ready to respond if he had to. And yeah, it was kind of scary. And we just wow. finally said, no, we don't have it. And he he looked very frustrated and dejected and walked off. But we probably should have contacted security again, and let them know that this guy was wandering the parking garage. Yeah, no kidding. But we just wanted to get out of there at that point. And yeah, I haven't shaken it off yet. Wow, that is scary. And the only other time I was kind of scared like that, where what the hell is happening? I had just flown into Fort Lauderdale and I was by myself. I had my bag. I didn't know where the taxis were. Someone um, showed me the direction. So I'm walking towards a taxi and this man comes up and grabs my bag and says, if you need a car, I'll just take your bag <gasps> over here and put oh. it in my car. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> Don't you know that this is how true crime stories start? There's no way. But he actually grabbed my bag and started walking wow. off with it to his car. And that was scary also. Yeah, that would be scary. And as you were telling your story, I was trying to decide how I would react. Now, I suppose if he looked sketchy from the moment I saw him, I would probably have been as nervous too. I'm trying to decide if I would have been stupid enough to say, oh yeah, I think I do have a hanger. Let me see if I can get it for you. I'm trying to decide if I would have been that stupid or if I if my radar would have gone up too and I would have said, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, well, you'll never be that stupid moving forward if you think you would have, because now you know that it was probably a ruse to steal someone's car to kill you. But I think your intuition would have given you a heads up. I mean, from across the parking lot, yeah, stood up. And it's not that he looked so much sketchy. He just looked out of place, wandering. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, that is a good a good story to tell because you're right. Now I, I can put that in my bank of information so that I think about it before I say, oh, sure, let me open my suitcase and give you one of my hangers. Yeah, don't fall for that Ted Bundy ruse. <laughs> yeah. Fake broken arm and a cast, I think is what he would use sometimes. But anyhow, it got me thinking also as women, 
what's the best way to protect ourselves because our keys are usually buried in our purse because a lot of times you don't even need the key to put in anymore. It just opens when you get to the car. But there has to be something to do to protect ourselves. I guess carry mace with us. Right. Again, though, I always think that if you have, we're unless you have that mace in your hand, how is it going to benefit you? Are you going to reach into your purse and pull out your mace, your can of mace? And But interesting, because I have said this many, many times, I always have a plan of action <laughs> where am I always have my escape route planned, no matter where I am. And because I always think about that, I always think, okay, in case of an emergency, what's my plan? And how am I going to execute it? And I do that all the time. Like that's just second nature to me. But using a can of mace or using my keys is usually not in my plan of action. Mine is just how the hell am I going to get out of here as quickly and as safely as I can? Would you run? Would you kick them? Would you? I think as soon as the hairs went up on the back of my head, for in your case, I'm referring specifically to your case, across the parking lot, I would have turned around like I forgot something and I would have gone back into the hotel. Right. And that's probably what we should have done. But we were in such a vulnerable position with all of our luggage and it had all been set down and we had opened the back of the car. So it was in that process. So I wasn't very impressed with myself, I will say, as to not having an exit plan or strategy there. My mind did start going through it. But at that point, it probably could have been too late. Luckily, it wasn't. It could have been. Yeah. And I always think the best laid plans, you know, I'm one of those people that I do always assess the situation and decide what my plan is going to be. And I always feel like the one time that I don't do it is the time I'm going to get blindsided and something's going to happen. Um, Right. And that is why I think you wouldn't have been caught off guard. You would have been very aware of that situation because I know you always have a plan and you're always looking around for like the nearest mm-hmm. exit or the best way out. Mm-hmm. That That's 100% true. So that just kind of um, is on my mind. So I thought I would share that. That might be worthy to attack my liquor with some more champagne. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But I'm not going to. I need a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. We did our fair share of drinking this weekend, didn't we? It was quite fun. It was fun. And the betting, being that this uh, was a tournament during COVID, that was a little challenging for... It was a little different. Yeah. You and Rob, and not necessarily betting. I guess it's those brackets that you guys do and where to place them. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I do a little bit consider betting, but yeah, filling out a bracket and, you know, putting a hundred bucks in a pool for my bracket, I don't really consider that betting. But yeah, no, you're right. It just you weren't very happy when um, Ohio State got knocked out, though, because (laughs) it got you out of the survivors pool or something, whatever that was called. (laughs) Yeah, I thought they were a shoe in to make it to the next round. And it's like the fact that they that Oral Roberts beat them. It's like, when does that happen? (laughs) So, yeah, but it messed up all of my brackets, too. Yes, it happens in 2021 COVID NCAA basketball tournament. Yep. Nothing is a shoe in. That's a good lesson moving forward also. The, the one thing I have to say 
as we record today is I have to give a shout out to my youngest son because today is his 28th birthday. And it's funny that I'm wishing him happy birthday on our podcast because he doesn't listen to our podcast anyway. I don't think, I don't even know if he knows I have a podcast, but in just in the off chance that he's listening, I can say happy birthday, Eric. Yeah. Happy birthday, Eric. And, you know, just putting it out into the universe means he's going to have an even better birthday. So just acknowledging that and sending those well wishes. I know. And I really wanted him to be in Arizona with us on his birthday because he's in Alaska. And even though we're breaking through and getting out of COVID, there's still some isolation issues. But he, but he, he's fine. He's happy. So... Yeah, now almost all of your family is vaccinated or on their way to being vaccinated. That has to be yes. so good. It's it is. It's what we we have a little celebration every time someone gets a shot. We're like, woohoo, woohoo. Greg and Jamie have gotten their shots and Jeff and I are vaccinated and Eric is vaccinated. So we only have Katie and Matt who need vaccinations and I'm sure there's it's right around the corner. Katie was saying she was feeling a little FOMO vaccine FOMO because they haven't been able to get theirs yet. Yeah. And here we are in Lake Havasu and it's like, do, 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 do. I, I know that's a baby shark yeah. soon, but I was just trying to be like, time is passing and we're patiently waiting, but we have not been able to find a place to get our shot well, in Arizona. Right. And you were going to get yours in Anchorage when you traveled up there, but when your plans got thwarted, so did your vaccine appointments. <laughs> Yes. And I will say this, the hardest thing that I've had to do recently is try to cancel one of those appointments because they make it so difficult. They either don't list the number. So you have to go do a lot of research on the internet. Or if you're doing it through like Walgreens or something, you call in the store and you get this whole runaround. There's not an option to cancel an appointment. And when you go to appointments, it just wants you to book it. So it was very, very frustrating to cancel. Well, and as you know, I'm trying to book my second vaccine. And it's not real easy if you don't get your second vaccine appointment when you get your first vaccine it's very difficult to get the second vaccine booked. And same reason, when you go online, they always give you the option for your first vaccine, and it's very hard to find the second vaccine appointment. That's frustrating. Yep, but I'm confident that I'll find it and I'll get it. Yeah, keep on that for sure. You don't want to be just partially vaccinated. No, but we were having this conversation, and I shouldn't even put that out there in the universe. So what happens if you only get the first shot? Does that first shot count for anything? And from my research, it says in the first four weeks, it does. After two weeks of being vaccinated, then you're like 80% covered. And then the reason for the booster after a month is that maybe the effectiveness drops off as you move forward and the booster keeps it from dropping off. But we still have a lot to learn about the vaccine. We sure do. And I'm sure moving forward, we'll get more answers. But how frustrated do we have to get before we get the rest of the answers? And I'm not just speaking (laughs) for myself. I'm speaking for everybody. Such a good question. So when you were talking about your whole family being vaccinated or on their way to being vaccinated, except for Katie and Matt, but they're working on it. Have you guys all become vax holes? (laughs) Okay. 
tell me what a Vaxol is. I think we kind of alluded to this the other day when we were talking about it, but tell me what it is and then I'll answer your question. Right. We did talk about it the other day only because we were talking about the Urban Dictionary. So I pulled up the Urban Dictionary, which is something that my kids used to always be like, check the Urban Dictionary. And usually when I did, I was horrified by whatever (laughs) word they had told me. I'm like, is that really a thing? Apparently it is. Apparently. So when I pulled up Urban Dictionary the other day, because we were looking for another definition, the word of the day was Vaxhole. And a vax hole is one who has been fully vaccinated for the COVID-19 virus and then brags about it. And the example they give is two weeks after the second shot and that vax hole is posting selfies from a Cancun bar. <laughs> <laughs> and that was found on Urban Dictionary. Oh, that's funny. Well, we are not vax holes, although... It did give me great pleasure to go see friends, spend a weekend, and not be quite so hung up on COVID. The fear of catching COVID was definitely a less, a lesser fear, if that's if that's a way to put it. That's a good way to put it. And I did feel that comfort and ease coming from both you and Jeff. You were still very good about masks and um, everything, but there was a comfort level there that wasn't there prior. Right. And I have seen news stories about how (laughs) my generation that have been vaccinated are really taking advantage of the lack of travel other people are doing. And they're taking their vacations. They're going to resorts that are empty. They're going to beaches. They're going places that no one else can go to yet. But would I post pictures of it on Facebook? Mm, No. No, probably not. Probably not not yet. Probably not yet. (laughs) Well, I was thinking about that too. And this is again off topic because we haven't even got to our topic yet. (laughs) True. But I was thinking about my 50th birthday party and I have chosen a venue for the party in Las Vegas and they are still doing everything to follow social distancing guidelines put out by the state. So I feel it will be healthy and I'm keeping the number relatively small. But I still kind of feel guilty about hosting a party, even though it's at the end of COVID. Well, and I think we're all, I think we're all grown adults and we all learn, have learned where our comfort zone is. And I think as long as you're not offended or your feelings aren't hurt when someone declines your invitation, then I don't think you should feel bad about it. I don't think you should feel guilty about it because I think we all are capable of deciding for ourselves whether or not we're safe attending. Right. And that is a perfect way to look at it. And no offense. And again, I am keeping the numbers small for a reason. But, you know, I did feel a little guilty about it thinking, well, I even post pictures of this on Facebook. And, you know, probably I will still. Well, you should. <laughs> you should. Because Turning 50. I know. And it's part of the celebration. And And you should post pictures and I'll post pictures. And by that time, I'll be proud to say I went somewhere fun and I celebrated with my friends about something happy. It's a good thing. So it is a good thing. And, you know, just choose happiness and choose that light, I think, is the best way to go in life. Yeah. But you know what I find so unique about all this? I know we have to get to our subject today, although I don't know if we have enough to talk about in our subject. So. I'll take just a few more minutes. 
The interesting thing about this whole COVID experience from the very beginning to the very end of it is the experience is universal. And, you know, when you go into, like when I'm at my shop, which I've been quite a bit lately because it's nice to be able to get back into my shop and greet customers, you know, I'm still very careful. We still have a mask requirement in my store. We still social distance, but everybody is on the same page. You know, it's like, I just had a couple who have been very loyal customers of my store and they asked about my grandson. And then they said, they're going to see their grandchildren for the first time next month. They haven't seen their grandchildren in a year and a half. And I felt their pain. And I think everyone feels their pain. And same thing. People come in and say, hey, I got my first shot. And everybody knows what we're talking about. It's not like an inside joke or, you know, something that's just between friends. It's like every single person knows how we're feeling. And I just find that ironic. I'm not ironic. Ironic's not the right word. But just fascinating that we all... This is a universal thing. Right. Everybody has that lingo down and that experience. Yeah. And and you don't even have to say I got my first shot or I'm vaccinated because we all know what we're talking about. It, it's just so incredible to me. We know what antibodies are. We know what it means to have antibodies. We know what, you know, the what a variant of a virus is. I mean, we all know what this stuff is. We do. And, you know, we still all approach it a little bit differently, which brings me to the thought of what happened to you this weekend when we were together, that asshole that got in your face with a megaphone. Right. And I was just minding my own business. I was, (laughs) I had just gotten my nails done at a place that you recommended. And I was walking back to meet you guys. And there was a demonstration which is perfectly legitimate. And it was an anti-mask demonstration. And I just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the guy with the red megaphone (laughs) walks by me with his red megaphone, puts it in my face. And he says, take off your freaking mask. (laughs) Effing mask. (laughs) And I wanted to punch him. I literally wanted to punch him. And I wanted to say, you're the reason why we're all still in this nightmare. You know, it's like, if I want to wear my mask, I can wear my mask. And and you don't have the right to look at me in my face and put a megaphone in my face and tell me to take mine off. It's like, who do you think you are, you asshole? <laughs> I was so, I was so ticked. I mean, it was one of those things. And I did. I, if ever there was a time I wanted to punch someone, it was right then and right there. I mean, I wanted to go at it. And and fortunately, there were a couple bystanders nearby, and they were kind of watching this happen. Seriously, they were an older couple, and they were laughing. And I turned and I looked at them. I don't know if I was looking for support or what I was looking for, and they were just laughing. And I thought, okay, I'm walking away, I'm walking away, I'm walking away. <laughs> but I wanted to punch. Yeah. Well, they're only laughing because it didn't happen to them. You're (laughs) lucky that Rob wasn't with you or Jeff or myself because I don't even like confrontation and I might've gone after him because that is so incredibly rude when you're just doing what you need to, to feel Mm -hmm. safe 
and they attack you for following what feels good to you. Well, yeah. And they attacked me to further their cause. Like, who does this guy think he is that he can create a scene like that to an innocent bystander? Basically, just wrong time, wrong place. Yeah, well, if that ever happens again, slap that freaking <laughs> megaphone right out of his hand and let it go flying and break everywhere. And and I will repeat it. I can honestly say it is the first time in my life where I had to suppress the urge to hit the megaphone or hit the guy or hit something. But all I could think of is you're going to start a riot if you do that. And you might mess up your nails. Right. <laughs> right. Which haven't been done since like, I think it had been like October was the last time I had had them done. And it's like, and yeah, I was just kind of doing my happy dance. Like, yeah, my nails are done. I'm back to my old self. And, um, yeah. And then this guy. And re- they tried to steal your joy. Yep. Yep. They did. Well, you were the bigger person. Thank you. I'll, I'll take that. But here, this is a good segue into our topic today. It definitely is. Um, as we bring it in, this is the reason why I was looking up Urban Dictionary to begin with. So yes, yes, it was kind of based on a comment you made in our last podcast about being a Karen. And I didn't mm-hmm. understand what a Karen was. I didn't get that terminology. And so I was looking that up because you said you were a Karen. Well, my kids introduced the term to me over the holidays when we were watching YouTube videos one night laughing at things. And we watched one YouTube video about a woman on a flight getting upset about something, maybe the overhead baggage or something. And she was upset and she was yelling at the flight attendant. And I was like, I was like, I would be so ticked in that situation. And I was telling the kids, I feel that woman's pain. And one of my kids looked at me and said, Mom, you're such a Karen. And it's like, what do you mean I'm such a Karen? I don't even know what that means. And so then they showed me a series of videos about what a Karen is. And I'm like, okay, it's like, maybe I am a Karen, but I'm going to own that title. And I'm, if I'm a Karen, I'm a Karen. <laughs> But now, every time I do something, every time I challenge something, every time I get upset about something, I think, I don't want to be a Karen. Right. And again, I didn't know exactly what a Karen was. So I looked it up in Urban Dictionary. And from Urban Dictionary, it says, Karen is a term for a woman seeming to be entitled or demanding beyond the scope of what is normal. The term also refers to memes depicting white women who use their privilege to demand their own way. Depictions also may include demanding to speak to a manager or sporting a particular bob cut or hairstyle. (laughs) I don't think that's you. Well, okay. There are parts of... According to Urban Dictionary, I don't think that's you. But parts of that are me. I am not going to lie. If I'm upset about something, I want it resolved. And I don't hesitate to do what I can to get it resolved. But isn't that just being human and trying to follow the rules no matter what age you are? Or don't we all just follow rules? I guess we go about 
it differently resolving our conflicts. And maybe that's where the Karen element comes in. Right. Well, and whoever in the Urban Dictionary came up with that definition obviously has never been in a situation that they have to resolve. So I'm feeling a little resentful of whoever it is that decided to call someone a Karen just as a bystander when they don't really know what's going on. And I'm going to give you my first example of when, long before Karen was even a name, of when I maybe could have been considered Karen, when we had our family on vacation over a spring break and we were at a hotel. My husband, Jeff, must have been about 45 years old. Um, I was, so that would have put me at about 40. And (laughs) no matter where we were on this resort, it was, yes, Mr. Huners. Thank you, Mr. Huners. What can I do for you, Mr. Huners? What can I get you, Mr. Huners? I mean, they doted on Mr. Huners like he was the king of England. And then I would be like, uh, uh, could I get a cup of coffee over here? And they'd go, just a minute. (laughs) And, And I'm like, okay, why does Mr. Huners, king of England here, get all of the attention, all of the happy attention? And whenever I ask for something or look for something, I get my head snapped off. So I got a little indignant. And it's like, if someone snapped back at me, then my defenses go up. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just asking for a cup of coffee, or I'm asking for cream for my coffee or some, And they snap at me. And I always said it was because I was a woman, a middle aged woman, whereas my middle aged husband was getting treated like the King of England. And it's like, why? Why the inequality? And so then I said, from there on, it's like, I need to stand up for myself. If I want a cup of coffee and they're going to snap at me, then they're not going to get a tip. <laughs> but thus the creation of being a Karen. Right. But yeah, like, I don't know. I'm just having a really hard time with that term. I mean, you do have a blonde short haircut, but yes. you don't have Kate Gosling's haircut, which is what they typically say is that A-line haircut, which is more like my haircut, uh, although longer no. now. Yeah. But I mean, beyond the haircut, I mean, you're definitely not a person who lacks compassion because you have a lot of compassion and a big heart. You're very generous and you want things resolved. But I don't hesitate to stand up for myself if I'm in a situation. So am I privileged? Yes. Am I a white woman? Yes. Am I middle-aged? Well, I'm older than middle-aged now. I'm not really middle-aged, but but You're yes, middle-aged. Yeah, yes to all of those. And when there's a situation that upsets me, do I just let it go? No, I don't. I stand up for myself. You know, when I got in, when Mr. Megaphone got in my face, and that was one of the rare times that I had to squelch the urge to smack him in the face and say, don't tell me if I can wear a mask or not. You know, it's like, but I'm going to defend myself and I'm going to stick up for myself. So really, it does meet the definition of being a Karen. Right. And, you know, just the whole definition in and of itself, I just have to go back to all the words that you used to describe it. Yes, you are middle-aged, but you were young once, so you have experience in life. Good point. And you have empathy, and it's not necessarily directed at the person, but let's say you check into your hotel room. (laughs) 
you have <laughs> bat a <poop>. big, <laughs> yeah, bat poop there or a big um, hairball running across <laughs> the floor at the bathroom, that's going to upset anybody. And you're going to go down and talk to whoever comes up first in line. And I don't think you should be afraid of being upset about that. I see how you've been kind of moved into that corner and accepting that. And it's good that you can and you can laugh about it, but it can't make you afraid to stand up for what is right and what you would normally do. Nobody would want that. Nobody would want that hair running across the floor. That's gross. Yeah, it is gross. And just side note here, these are actual things that have happened. And and the hotel that we happened to be staying at um, when we walked into our room and there was bat poop everywhere and I complained and I made them come and see if they would clean it up. And the guy came into the room and he said, well, we, you know, we are in the Southwest. We do have bats. And it's like, yeah, but I don't want the bats in my room. <laughs> and that particular instance we did change rooms three times before I got a room that I was satisfied with. So, you know, there was a bit of Karen in me because once the first room you go into is a disaster, then the second room is better be next to perfect. And if it's not next to perfect, then I'm going to ask for a third room. <laughs> and that's when I kind of am moving into the Karen category where it's like, okay, you're being a little unreasonable now, Suzanne, because... You know, you really probably could have been fine with the second room, not the bathroom, but the second room. But yeah, but we're referring to actual things that happened in our travels. Yes, because man, we still have so many stories. To share <laughs> we there. do, we do. But I do move into the Karen category, I believe, when I start demand, when my demands become maybe a little unreasonable you know, maybe I'm a little unhappy, but that's because I was unhappy with the first place, you know, the first space I went into. And then all of a sudden, everything is magnified. And it's like, so I go into the next room and the bed's not made properly. And then am I going to move on to the next room because the paint on the ceiling is the wrong color? You know, it's that kind of thing. That's when I kind of become a Karen is when all of a sudden I need perfection. Yeah. And I guess it's how you approach it. And if you approach it with kindness and then you keep being met with um, hostility, hostility, or just right out then pushing, pushing back at you when you're just trying to resolve a problem. Right. I get that. I'm a little more quiet in my approach to things and um, I don't then I usually am. go in demanding, but sometimes I do get upset and I do push that envelope beyond my comfort well, zone, which isn't probably even in your realm of comfort zone. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that's part of it is I have a personality that has an edge to it anyway. So it's not like I am a, a warm and fuzzy person. It's not like people instantly love me when they meet me. You know, I have an edge to me. So when I push that envelope, that edge becomes very sharp, very quickly. Whereas you are a very warm, tender-hearted person, and people instantly like you when they meet you. So you have a long way to go <laughs> to get to that sharp edge that is only one little hop for me. Yeah, you're too kind. I don't think everybody likes me when they meet me because I am shy and I do put out that vibe of being a little bit recluse or 
hard to get to know. But once you get to know me, it's a different story. Absolutely. And I didn't feel that way about you when I first met you. So um, you're maybe a little hard on yourself. Well, I have a fun thing sitting in front of me on my phone right now, and it's from buzzfeed.com. Okay. And the name of this quiz is How Much of a Karen Are You? So <laughs> I'm just going to ask you. This yeah, is great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you these questions. <laughs> okay. I took this particular quiz yesterday and it said 0% Karen. <laughs> I'm sure if I took it somewhere else, the results might be different. Okay. Okay. Let's have at it. So the first question is, how often do you speak to a manager? All the time, only if something is seriously wrong, sometimes or never. I will speak to a a manager if the person I'm speaking to doesn't, can't resolve my problem. That's not one of the options. (laughs) So, well, so I guess only when there is a problem. Only if something is seriously wrong. Right. Because if I can't get a resolution, okay, well, this should be one of the, this should be one of the options. Because if I can't get a resolution with the first person I'm talking to, of course, I'm going to talk to the manager. But that's not all the time. A lot of times the first person I talk to or the second person I talk to can help me. So that should be one of the options. (laughs) Already, already I'm screaming, Karen, but that's okay. Go ahead. So here's the next one. This one is easy. How old are you? And the options are 31 to 40 years old, older than 40, 16 to 30 years old, or oh, younger than 16. Well, I'm older. I already know that answer. Yeah, I'm older than 40. How often do you look at memes online? Never. <laughs> oh, only when someone sends one to me. Here are the options, though, in case anybody else is taking this quiz along with us. Only minion memes. Most of the time, but not as much as some people all the time or rarely. So your answer would be rarely. Yes. Okay. Gosh, (laughs) reading this next one. Do you stand the saying, okay, boomer? I think that means, do you understand the saying, okay, boomer? But I could be absolutely wrong. Nope. I have no idea what that means. Okay. So the options were absolutely, not really. I don't care though. Not at all. (laughs) Rude and disrespectful. And yes, I guess. So you're not at all. I'm not at all, but I don't care. Okay. (laughs) I love this quiz. I love this quiz. Oh, I wish there were more questions. (laughs) Well, I'm sure we can find other Karen quizzes. But finally, do you want to be a Karen? The first one is, I don't really care. The second one is, sure, why not? The third one is, Karen's rock, of course. And the fourth one is, nah. I don't like any of those (laughs) answers. Is that an option? I don't want to be a Karen. I'm just owning up to being a Karen. Do I want to be a Karen? No, but I own up to the fact that sometimes I look like a Karen. Am I proud of that? No, but I'll own it. So nah would be your answer. No, I don't like nah. That's not right. Well, you have to pick one. (laughs) Well, if you say the results. I know, but if I say nah, I don't care. That's not the point because the point is I do care. I don't want to be a Karen, but I understand that I may appear to be a Karen. Okay. And the the four choices available (laughs) are, I really don't care. Sure. Why not? Karen's rock, of course, or nah. I can't answer that question. I don't like any of that. Well, you have to. I can't because I don't think Karen's rock. 
nah is like, I don't care. Okay, we'll go with nah, even though I, I do that with opposition. Okay. And finally, pick an iconic Karen trademark that you actually kind of like. And the first option is pearls. And then it says something about, oh, no, that's just where they found the picture of the pearls. Never mind. So the first option is pearls. The second option is fashion sunglasses. The third option is none of these, to be honest. And the last option is the Karen haircut. I don't like any of them. Okay. None of these, to be honest. If I had your 0% Karen too. (laughs) Oh, well, that's impressive. Oh, Oh, I got to find another quiz, but we probably don't have time for it. (laughs) No, shoot. Here, let's see if we can do this one real quick. Okay. Yeah. Because I want another quiz. I love these quizzes. Okay. Here's another one. This one comes from popbuzz.com. We'll do it real quickly. So don't fight me on this. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. What age bracket? I already know that. I can answer that for you. You're at a very expensive restaurant and the waitress accidentally messes up your order. How do you react? One, I immediately ask the manager because this is unacceptable. I just eat it anyways. Accidents happen. I politely ask for them to return it and bring the right meal. I eat it and I'm quietly seething through the meal. I ask for the correct meal and at the end request it be taken off the bill. Oh, I definitely return the meal. I don't ask for the manager and I don't ask for it to be taken off the bill, but I will return the meal. Okay. It, happen- it happens to me all the time. <laughs> Choose a favorite beverage here. Herbal tea, wine, pina colada, water, smoothie, or Coke. <laughs> I already know wine. <laughs> I mean, it's like that's a no-brainer. What is your argument style? Aggressive? I don't say anything. I'm silent. I'm direct. I cry or I avoid arguments at all costs. I'm direct. Okay. Do you not agree? Do you not agree? Do you not agree? No, you're direct. I agree. Okay. I agree. And what excites you the most? Calling the police, (laughs) crushing (laughs) dreams, belittling people in public. Oh, these are awful. I know they're all awful. Killing the mood at parties (laughs) or complaining to the manager. I don't like any of them. I do like calling the police and I do like complaining to the manager. Okay. So out of those two, which one do you want me to? I suppose complaining to the manager, but I think those are unfair. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think those are all unfair. Okay. Kids bop Karen. I don't even know what a kids bop Karen is. (laughs) I don't either. It says kids bop Karen is, and she, if this is an image of her, it looks like almost Amy Schumer, but maybe not her yelling in the car at the kids saying, calm down through the window. Oh, so kids bop Karen is a legend. My patron saint who (laughs) hilarious or embarrassing. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. Oh, and then look at this one's kind of funny. Have you ever taken a Zumba class? (laughs) They asked that about a Karen. (laughs) No, I never have. Not even when you were a Zumba instructor, did I take a Zumba class? (laughs) Karenine intensifies is what it says. It says you are 99.8% Karen. (laughs) It says, congratulations, you're a Karen to your core. You don't put up with disrespect. And if that means calling the police or the manager, you'll do it. Okay, well. I mean, both of those quizzes, 
they could have asked a lot more questions. Those, I think, were just fun things you would find on Facebook or something. But one says you're 0%. The other one says you're almost 100%. So maybe you're just 50%. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess we'll go with that. 50% works. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have anything else to say about being called a Karen or your thoughts on being a Karen? No. I took a lot of time with the quizzes. Well, I no, I don't have a lot to say about being a Karen. It's just being aware of the possibility of being a Karen. Actually, I have to take pause when I do things and I try to remember, okay, don't react, Suzanne. Just take pause and take a step back before you do anything because it's a constant thing in my head now. Don't be a Karen. Don't be a Karen. I don't want to show up on some YouTube video of, oh, here's a perfect example of a Karen. If you hit that megaphone out, you might have shown up on a YouTube video. (laughs) Right? I guess... A lot of growth comes with just that awareness. My only concern with that is a really good thing to walk with is awareness, but don't let it have you settling for less. I mean, maybe you tame down your approach and you're aware of your approach, but don't stand for something that really isn't right because people don't know unless you say there's an issue. Well, good point. It's like, yeah, so do you let people, do you go through life letting people walk all over you and and being dissatisfied with a meal because you didn't want to hurt someone's feelings and um, brush things aside because accidents happen. And yeah, don't be a Michelle either. <laughs> Although I'm not that bad, but at certain points in my life, I feel like I've let uh, people walk all over me because I was just trying to walk that line. Well, and there have been times in my life when I was younger where people walked all over me too. And I think it was the time when we were on vacation with our kids, when I saw my husband being treated like a king, that was kind of a turning point for me. It's like, Suzanne, if you don't stick up for yourself, people are going to walk all over you all the time for the rest of your life. But what happens when I decide I'm going to stick up for myself, I become, I get a label. I get a, ooh, you're kind of being a Karen. Well, just live your most authentic life and move forward with awareness, but and kindness. Let's not forget, I believe it. I do believe in kindness. And I know that I can get angry, but I do believe in kindness. You're equally as kind. I, I mean, there are times that you get frustrated, but you're matched by your kindness too and your compassion oh, and you're caring for other people. So I don't really like the term Karen for you. I get what you're talking about. Uh, so, you know, if you can embrace it and not take it too seriously and it's teaching you how to respond differently to people in a way that you're more comfortable with, why not, right? Right. I agree. And I'm just rambling now. (laughs) I think the orange juice is getting to my head. It's time to get out the champagne. I think so. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And that was a really fun weekend. So thank you for that also. It was. To all our listeners, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns please reach out to us via email, orangejuiceoptional at gmail.com. I think that's what it is. That is what it is. <laughs> I forget to check it. So oh. I remember. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good those comments are going to do if we don't check it. <laughs> I know. I got to get the website up too. Yeah. Moving forward. That's goals. right. We have things to do. Yeah. Well, with all that shared, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Orange Juice Optional. What many of you wouldn't know is that this podcast has been a shared vision of ours for many years. And knowing what we know now, I can't believe we've waited so long to make our vision a reality. Right? 
I really think the hesitation on our part came from all the unknowns of podcasting, the biggest unknown being the toughest one. Where do we begin? That's when we found Podigy and Riley. And you know, if we had Godson music, I'd cue it right now. Riley is a know-everything-about-podcasting kind of guy, and the best part for us was that he was so nice and down-to-earth about everything. And by everything, I mean he answered so many questions, he gave so much reassurance, and he offered advice on things we hadn't even considered. Initially, Podigy helped us choose our recording equipment, find our music, create our artwork, and set up our templates for recording. And seriously, how many Zoom calls did setting up the templates take? Probably too many to count because we are technology challenged. But the best part of each one of those calls was the reassuring voice on the other end. I love that about Podigy. Now that our podcast setup is complete and things are running a bit smoother, knock on wood, Podigy is going to edit each upcoming episode, do our show notes, and get our show out there for the listeners. Their help takes so much off our plate that all we really need to worry about is our friendship, next week's topic, and if it's an orange juice needed kind of day. So if you're interested in podcasting, please don't let the unknown stop you. Please check out Riley at podigy.co. That's P-O-D-I-G-Y dot C-O. They have packages available based on each show's individual needs. Thanks again, Podigy. Our next toast is for you. Cheers. Cheers.